Coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City, it's the Journey to Eternity podcast, hosted by Louisa and Mike Serignano. In every episode, we are committed to giving God glory by helping Christians use the Word of God to navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. So welcome to the show. I'm Louisa. And I'm Mike. And we are a married Christian couple on a journey Journey to to eternity. eternity. And welcome to episode 37 of that journey. Today we are going to talk about a subject that people avoid. Even Christians. And especially Christians. And that subject is sin. Sin. (laughs) In today's episode, we're going to cover three points. Number one is the definition of sin. Number two is the destruction of sin. And number three is the denial of sin. And we're also going to talk about the new direction our podcast is going to take in 2024. And we'll save that for the end. But before we get started, let's pray. Father God, once again, we thank you for the work of this podcast. Help us to be led by your Holy Spirit. We pray that your word will edify our listeners. May you open up the hearts of people to hear the truth about sin. Please guide us and give us wisdom so that we may give you praise and glory. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So let's get right to it. Let's talk about the definition of sin, babe. Okay. So I'm going to get my Hebrew and Greek test right now. So in in the Hebrew, the word is chata, and in the Greek, the word is hamartano, and both of those mean to miss the mark. So to me, it's interesting that in both Hebrew and in Greek, the word sin has the same root and the same meaning. But to put it in plain English, we go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, and the apostle cuts right to the chase. Everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Yes, sin is lawlessness. Mm -hmm. So, babe, let's let's talk about really what sin is. We hear a lot of definitions as Christians, you know, people say this, say that, but really it's a transgression. Mm -hmm. It's to break the law of God. The law of God is really clear about what sin is. So, sin is whatever we think or say and do that goes against what God commands. And a lot of people, I think, really have to understand this because that's this is in the Bible. Yeah, it could be a written code. Uh-huh. So, for example, we have the Ten Commandments, and you know we're not going to exhaust them uh, here, but just as an example, the world at one point didn't really know what sin was. Right. They had no definition of it. People just did whatever they chose. They thought it was okay. And honestly, God didn't think it was okay. Right. So uh, he had to actually have these commandments written so that people would understand, yes, that this behavior was a sin and right. that he it was, it was against everything that he wanted. Right. And it also could be a moral code. You know, we're all built with a conscience. God gave us the ability to know what was right from wrong. And as much as people pass over that, believe me, everybody knows deep in their their soul and in their heart what is right and what's wrong. Yeah, because we all have a conscience. And you know what? And let's talk about that guilty conscience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
God is trying to convict us. The Holy Spirit comes right. to tell us, this is not right. This is not what I want you to do. Right. And we have to understand that we must be aware that it violates what God commands. Right. And how do we know that? We have to read and study God's word. And I know that there's a lot of times that Louisa and I talk about that, but we really, we really talk about that for a purpose. You're not going to know what a sin is unless you read and study the Bible. All right, and you can't make up your own sin. We're talking about the sin in the Bible. Right. Okay, and I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. People have their own definition of sin, mm-hmm. but really it's God's definition is what we really have to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. And he's very clear about what pleases him and what dishonors him. And when we understand that sin becomes a choice and we often choose wrong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our sin is willful, honey. I mean, I know that sometimes we will sin accidentally. Uh We'll say, oops, I didn't mean to do that. But guess what? Most of our sin is we we know it, we know we're going to do it. Especially as Christians. Right. We you know, know we're going to do it, and we do it. Right, and no one forces us to sin. Right. Okay, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, she or he triggered me, and that's why I sinned. Right, no, remember- you sinned because you sinned. Remember Flip Wilson? Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do it. Right. No, he didn't. Right. Okay? Your spouse didn't make you do it. Your family didn't make you do it. Your kids didn't make you do it. Right. Your co-workers Worker. didn't make your you do it. Your boss didn't make you do right. it. The man in the bagel shop didn't make right. you do it. You know, the woman got in front of you in the drugstore didn't to make you do it. Right. We sin because we sin. And we can't use the excuse that somebody triggers us. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just not it's just not really what sin is. And I've said that to you before. I know. You know that. Mm-hmm. I said you triggered me and that's why I sin. And <laughs> I'm like, oh then I get convicted. And I'm like, oh Lord, I'm so sorry, okay? Uh, but that's the honest truth. I'll be honest with you, babe. I think we both have used that yeah. excuse. Mm-hmm. I think I've said to myself, Well, if she didn't do that, then I wouldn't have sinned. Right. Well, that's not true. I was gonna sin no matter what. And I'm grateful that we can understand understand that right. just for ourselves and for our own marriage that we know that we don't we don't cause each other to sin no. okay we no. sin we sin all on our own right so Romans chapter 3 and verses 10 through 12 convicts us all and it says as it is written there is no one righteous not even one there is no one who understands there is no one who seeks god all have turned away all alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. And moving down to verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And as human beings, babe, we often think we are good. Right. How many times do you hear people say that? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I. You know what? It's always in our own eyes that we're good. Right. Okay. We have this habit where we, we kind of look at the girl next door or the guy next door and say, well, I'm better than them. Uh-huh. Oftentimes, we just compare ourselves to others who are worse than us. Right. Okay? And, in guys, <laughs> and in God's eyes, we are not. We are not good. I, right. <laughs> I can, we are not good at all. Right. Let's talk about the original sin, though, babe. Right. So original sin came at the beginning of the Bible. And it was the disobedience of Adam and Eve in the garden. Mm-hmm. So you had made this point yesterday when we were looking at this about God's authority. Mm-hmm. And God has authority over us. He has authority over the world. He has authority over everything. Right. And when we sin, we take God's authority and we make it our own as if we know what's best for us or what we know what's right and wrong. Oh, we just dismiss what God commands us to do. So Adam and Eve did that 
in the garden. They, uh-huh. they took the authority of God and they made it their own. And we, as humans, we continue that right to the present. And right. it's going to continue all the way through to the end until Christ comes back again. Right. And Adam committed the first sin, even though it was Eve who was tempted. Now, this is going to be interesting. So a lot of people wonder who committed the first sin. Was right. it Eve or was it Adam? And technically, Eve took the first bite. So she committed that sin, Mm -hmm. but the first sin is always credited to Adam. And I I have my opinion about why that is. So Adam's job as the man was to lead his wife, and Adam didn't do that. Adam was a bystander. So when Eve was taking that bite, it should have been Adam who said, Stop it. Babe, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Babe. Like you do to me a lot, babe. I mean, think about this, okay? They're the only two people in the garden right now besides the serpent. And Adam is standing there watching the serpent talk to Eve and telling her it's okay to do this. Right. All right? So if I'm, I'll be honest with you. If I'm watching you have a conversation with somebody who's Mm -hmm. telling you to do something that is a sin, I'm going to come up and I'm going to say, hey... No, I'm going to step in as the leader, as the man of the house. I'm going to step in. Right. Okay, so Adam didn't do that. Right. He stood by and he followed his wife instead of leading his wife. Right. And God is very clear about that in the Bible. And we'll we'll get into that in another episode. Uh-huh. But honestly, he's Adam should have been the one to step in and say, no, this is no good. And if you look at it today's age, all right, this is all over the world. Women are leading men and men are falling back. Right. All right. Tremendously. It, it's it's really crazy. Yeah. The culture is it's really like there's 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 a reverse going on where the women are leading and the men are sitting back and the women just take over. And, and how's that working out? It's not working it's out. It's not working out no, at all. No. So Adam is credited with the first sin because he was God's representative of all mankind. And because of his sin, we are all born with a (laughs) sinful disposition. Right. We We, are unable to do that. Right. We can't. Right. We are just opposed to God and his law. As human beings, that's how we are. Right. We're inclined to do evil. And this is just a fact, and it's stated all over the Bible. And until we come to terms with that, we're still going to have problems. Right. Now, we also have what is called actual sin. And it's our personal rebellion against God and his law. And it can be a sin of commission. Right. So look, look at the word commission, mm-hmm. okay? That comes from the word commit. And the definition of that is to carry out or perpetrate a mistake, a crime, or an immoral act. Right. It's an outright disobedience, something we do that we are commanded not to do. And they usually come in the form of warnings. Right. So if we go back to the Ten Commandments, there's a bunch of warnings in there. Right. Okay? Do not lie. Do not steal. Okay? There's all kinds of things in the Bible that tell us what not to do. So when we are having a sin of commission, we are intentionally doing something that the Bible commands us not to do. Now, another type of sin is called the sin of omission. And that word comes from the word omit which means something is left undone. It's a failure to do what God expects us to do. And an act of disobedience to things that require action. Like loving your neighbor. Right, or (laughs) honoring your father and mother. Mm -hmm. Sins of omission are harder to understand, but they are equally as sinful. That's why James states in chapter 4 and verse 17, so it is sin to know the good and yet not to do it. 
So we hope that this gives you a basic understanding of sin. But the best way to understand it fully is to read and study God's Word. Right. Again, we're going to hammer that point home. Right. (laughs) And this leads us up to point number two, and that's the destruction of sin. Now, there are two types of destruction. The first one we're going to talk about is earthly destruction. Sin is always appealing on the surface, but like the devil, it seeks to kill and destroy. Sin is like a tornado. Yeah, did you ever see that? <laughs> okay, it destroys everything <laughs> in its path. It's like, ah. Did you ever see a tornado come up the block? No matter what's in the way, it's yeah, going to wipe it out. Right. So look at, let's look at some of the things that sin destroys. It destroys us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm... If I'm sinning, okay, sin is destroying me. Now, if I'm sinning against you, not only is it destroying me, but it's destroying you. So whoever the sin is against is also being affected by when you sin. Right. So it destroys the people who sin and the people who are sinned against. It destroys the families. Right. Families fight. They Uh don't talk to each other. Right. It destroys marriages. Husbands and wives dishonor one another. Right. And we're going to talk more about sin and marriage right. upcoming. Right. But um, it, it destroys careers. The lack so, of money. Right. So when you're when you're working, okay, the love of money, lack of integrity, dishonesty. Right, because we work with unbelievers. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, they have no conception that they're even sinning. Right. Okay, that's the sad part. Yeah. I think if they knew how bad they were sinning, they might do something about it, but... But think about... Take, let's take ourselves for an example. Mm-hmm. When we were not saved, we were these people yes. that were sinning constantly. Absolutely. And sometimes I sit back and I think about it now, and I'm like, oh, that was it, so it was bad. Hard. Yeah, so bad. (laughs) Another thing sin destroys is churches. Inside a church, you could have pride, you could have power, and sometimes the the church has a lot of unbelievers in it, so there's sin rampant in a lot of churches. Right, and all sin is bad. All of it, (laughs) okay? So all sin is bad, it's just the consequence that's different. Mm -hmm. So think about it, okay? You could tell a little white lie, or you could lie under oath. All right. Now, both of those types of sins are judged the same by God. They're all bad. But the price you pay on earth here is a little different. Right. That's why we have to look at the eternal consequences. Right. And that brings us to eternal destruction. Right. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 8 and 9, it paints a grim picture for those who die in their sin. The verse says, He takes vengeance with flaming fire on those who don't know God and on those who don't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from his glorious strength. And this, my dear, is a perfect description of hell. (laughs) That's hell for sure. But there's a lot of misconceptions about hell. Uh People who are unbelievers, they think hell is a joke. Right. They think they're going to go down there and meet up with all their buddies and have a cocktail party and and be rowdy and do whatever. Right. Yeah, my boy's waiting for me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be with my grandpa, I'm going to be with my grandma, and we're just going to hang out. Well, you might. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you might <laughs> right. you might be with them, okay, but you know, you know Jesus is going to be the judge and the jury when we die. Right. And he's going to destroy the ungodly with fire. And hell is eternal separation from God. Say that again, babe. Hell is eternal separation yeah. from God. Common grace is for everyone despite their rejection from God. So And we, hell has no common grace. Right. So common grace is something we get 
up here, okay? It means that even though we're we're sinners, right. God is good to us. He gives us breath. He gives us food. He gives us Grace, like, all the things that he, uh-huh. he keeps us safe. Uh-huh. So we get all this, even though we reject him and we rebel against him. Uh-huh. But once you die, all that's off. The fire will not be quenched, right. and he will reject those who rejected him. And that's why we have to deal with our sin now. Uh-huh. God gives us every opportunity But that explains why our third point is such a problem. And that's the denial of sin. In 1 John 1 and verse 8, the apostle admonishes us, and he says, If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And I think it's hard to deny the obvious sin in our lives. Right. We have some we have a lot of obvious sin. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's let's take a, an example. If I shoot someone, it's gonna be hard for me to say it's not a sin. And when we go back to what we were talking about before, we always seem to compare ourselves to someone who's worse than us. Right. Okay. If you just watch the news, you can go on social media, you look at all those people on there and you say, Whoa, I'm better than them. Right. <laughs> okay. And it's, and it's so easy to find people committing sin all over the place. Right. So we always look better uh-huh. than those we compare ourselves to. Uh-huh. And denial can be really dangerous. That's when we decide what sin is or what sin is not. It's God who makes the decision. It's not up to us to decide whether we're sinful or not. Again, we have to read and study God's word. God clearly defines what sin is. And we also must listen to our conscience. Right. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that our conscience can get dull after a while. Yeah. Okay, the more we sin, the more we justify it, the more normal it becomes, and we stop considering it to be sin. People will say, oh, that's just who I am. Oh, that's just my personality. Yeah. So you can see how easy it is to fall into the trap of denial, which in itself is a pretty bad sin. Right. And that concludes today's lesson on sin. And if by chance you are listening today and are not a believer, or maybe you know Christ but are steeped in sin, we invite you to consider the good news that God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that the sins of all those who believe would be forgiven. He was buried, and on the third day, he was raised from the grave to conquer death, so that one day we as believers would also conquer death and have eternal life with him. God's word in Romans 10.13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We urge you to call on him today. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Thank you for giving us the strength to tackle a subject like sin. We pray, Father, that you make us all aware of our sin, the obvious and the not-so-obvious. We pray that the Holy Spirit convicts us to the point of true repentance and that we would turn from that sin and give you honor and glory. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, babe. Yes, babe. Looking ahead to 2024. Yeehaw. (laughs) So for you listeners, here's what we have going on. Louisa and I plan on taking our podcast in a new direction. The subject of sin in this episode was appropriate because we are all sinners and it's the biggest problem we all face in our lives. I agree, babe. We have to talk about sin, especially, you know, sin in our marriages. Right. So you might also know that Luis and I are training to become certified biblical counselors with a goal of healing marriages using God's word. And what causes more problems in marriage than sin? <laughs> Nothing. Right. So moving forward, our podcast will be focusing on using God's word to see our sin and heal our marriages. 
So the journey to eternity continues, but under a new name, and it's the Heal Your Marriage podcast. If you are not married and you're looking to get married, this show will benefit you also because sin awaits you in any relationship. In fact, the subject of sin is good for all of us to talk about, so we hope you give it a try. Now, our current website will be up for about another two weeks, and you can go there and subscribe to the new show. If you are a current subscriber and don't want to receive the new show, you can go to the website and unsubscribe. Just go to jtepodcast.org. That's jtepodcast.org. The links for both are right there on the homepage. And while you're at the website, we invite you to leave us a comment or a question. It really helps us out to hear what you guys have to say. It really helps us to plan new episodes. It helps us to let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. So we urge you to please go there and leave us a comment or a question. And then for those of you who listen on any of the major podcast platforms, we'll be registering the new show with them. So just look for the Heal Your Marriage podcast. We will also have our new website up and running and we'll post all that information for you. Our current launch date for the Heal Your Marriage podcast is January 21st of 2024. So we look forward to speaking with you then. May God bless you and keep you as you navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. Well, that's it, brothers and sisters. The music signals the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. We are grateful for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support us by subscribing to this podcast through our website at jtepodcast.org. While you are at the website, please leave us a comment or question and check out our social media pages. Again, that's jtepodcast.org. So God willing, we will see you right back here next time. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.